When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here we go. There's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat. Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother. Oh, mother. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, and he is Mike DeSico, and we are celebrating the Denver Broncos' dominant win over the Texans on Sunday. Your Denver Broncos vanquished Houston, 69. Mike, are the Denver Broncos back? I have never felt so hollow after a win as I felt yeah. on Sunday. I had somebody ask me, oh, the Broncos won. I'm like, yeah, they won, but we're not winners. I feel it, like we lost, but technically we won. They won in spite of themselves. Yeah, it's – it was. you know, we sat here and talked last week where we said, you know, those delayed game penalties, it was the first game, it was in Seattle, it was loud. They're going to fix that this week. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about them now because two is we got the makings of a trend here. Uh, yeah, it turns out we might have been giving too much credit to the uh, the Seattle uh, fans, especially because most of that stadium was colored in orange. So yeah, so that was my concern. 
and and I'll, I will I will take this opportunity uh, a week later to go ahead and voice that concern as though I I raised it at the time, but I did not. I don't know. It was it was painful. It was, there were so many errors. And a lot of it comes down to coaching. On Sunday night, I sat here in this very chair and uh, kind of recapped the game uh, with Tim Lynch. And uh, and he immediately was like, no, he needs to give up play calling responsibilities. Is, 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 is I think that might be a little too soon after two games. A little knee jerk. Uh, but you were all set to, to, to boo the Broncos after week one. What do you think no. about that? I was set to boo Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, Nate, you're right. Nate, if you will. And you were like, why would you boo Nate? I'm like, you should have booed Nate. And I feel if you were of the sort to say, wow, man, Mike, you were right there. You should have booed Nate. You know, maybe this could have all been avoided if we booed earlier. You know, here's the thing. The first game we fumbled twice on the one yard line, but all everybody could talk about was the lack of timeouts, the 64 yard field goal. His coaching decisions were so bad that it overshadowed a lot. And in this game, you know, Judy was hurt. PS2 was hurt. All these things happen. And at least in the people I've talked to, the only thing we can talk about is the crouch counting down 10, 9, 8. It was so bad, his play calling, his time management, that the crowd was mockingly, helpfully, I don't know, chanting down the uh, time, the play clock for the team. And again, we're spent talking about this horrendous coaching job that overshadows everything else, including the fact that we won. And it's the second week in a row that all we can talk about is does Nathaniel Hackett actually know what he's doing. And it's not like, Oh, you know, I would have ran here or passed there. It's not like judgment calls. It's, I mean, one thing I wouldn't have done is on a third and one ran the tight end on a freaking sweep around the right end. That was, yeah. I wouldn't it, do that. Oh, that was a miscommunication. So yet another oh, was it? coaching failure. Yeah, th- yeah that well, was still. that was credited to uh, a miscommunication. But, it, it, you know, if you get your plays in, players have a, plenty of time to, to, you know, execute the play as opposed to, I don't know, whatever the hell that was. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. When you get forced to fourth down, you send a punt returner back. That's just how I was raised. My mama raised me that you have a punt returner back there to return the punts. So let me ask you this. You brought up, does he need to give up the play calling duties? Two questions. One, (laughs) duties. But two, is there somebody on the roster of coaches who is ready to step up and do it? Is that like an actual option? I'm not saying we should do it, but is it even something to consider? I, it's not something you consider after two games with a new head coach. It, unfortunately, Agreed. this is what you get. Like y- you want a new head coach, you want that 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 youthful vigor. Like unfortunately, this is this is uh, one of the occupational hazards of that. So I think I, no, who who you, what, you just going to make him like hold like the timeout buzzer like Jeopardy like like, like when it's time just like you know he hits it and like that's his new job. Like you can't you just can't we, take the we give somebody else that, like that job too. We give that job to somebody else too. He's in charge of hugging players as they come off the field. <sighs> there was That's a, his yeah, job now. There was, did you see the weird high five with uh, Randy Gregory, like at the end of the game? Like there was no. kind of, there was no. like this, this shot and, and he's just like, yeah, high five. And like, it was just like, that was not the, like, I appreciate the positivity, but like you have, you have been ass this whole game. And yeah. now you're like high five seasoned veteran who has yeah. made a difference 
on defense in this game and I have I have failed you utterly like mm-hmm. I don't know it just it feels like if it, it feels like the walls are crashing down around him and I, I like my heart breaks for him like you know this is this is what everyone dreams about that that is in his position and and the last two games that's all anybody has talked about forget Russell Wilson yeah. they're, they're talking about Nathaniel Hackett and how he can't hack it I, I do feel for him but you know people got on uh, Vic for being this old school coach and all that, and Nathaniel is the exact opposite. You know, the high fives and the hugs, and no preseason, and this and that. And the answer's got to be somewhere in the middle. There is a distinct and, lack of discipline. And Hackett, he might still grow into the role. He seems like a smart enough man to uh, be able to do that. But, you know, one thing our uh, buddy Andrew Mason said in the summer, and he kind of popped in with a I told you so, is – his strat, his belief, and I think it's very valid, is that don't give somebody their first coaching job. Let them go make their mistakes elsewhere, and you hire somebody for their second coaching job. And right now, what I'm afraid we're doing is we're going to make Nathaniel Hackett a really good coach for the Buffalo Bills in you know, 2028. 20, uh, so um, that's part of my fear. And I think there's some validity to that, that let them make their mistakes somewhere else because this – this seems like a lot of those things where he's like eventually going to have a press conference, press conference in another city where he's going to say, I learned all these things in my first job in Denver. I learned my lessons. I learned what not to do. And unfortunately we're giving him on the job training and maybe he snaps out of it, but maybe not. I think it's fixable. I'd like to think it's fixable. It's only the second game. And you know, like we have been so fortunate to have two very, uh, winnable games. And so I think when adversity presents itself, maybe he rises to the occasion. Like it, either that or he'll fold like a deck of cards and, and it, it, it'll be even uglier than it already has been. Where is, his Where is his sideline help? Like wh- yeah. why isn't there someone like in his ear? Like, Hey, uh, the, besides the crowd, of course, wh- like the play clock is, is down to 10 seconds. Like we, we got to get the plays in. Like, is he, is he not listening? Is it like, where is the sideline help? And, I, I'm not an expert how these NFL things run. If this was Peyton Manning out there, he'd be yelling at the sidelines, get that play in quicker, and then he'd just go up and call his own play. Um, what's Russell Wilson's role in getting things moving along faster? This is a new offense to him as well, so it's not like he's you know, so well-versed that he can go up there and call plays at the line of scrimmage as well as the coach. But what should he be doing? Can he be doing anything to get this ship rolling? I think, yeah, I think, I think he could, I, I, I think he doesn't feel empowered enough to do that sort of thing. He needs to find that sort of empowerment pretty fast. Otherwise we're going to run out of timeouts in the third quarter again. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I tweeted on Sunday, but that game reminded me of watching the Raiders unprepared, poorly coached, bad penalties, everything we've come to joke about with the Raiders and who they've become was on display at mile high stadium the other night. And that was awful. Not having a punt returner out to to field the punt, like how does that happen? Is like, are they watching the game on the sideline? Like, how does that how does that like physically manifest? Like, was he in the bathroom? Like, is well, he what is he doing that he is not where he needs to be? Well, is that how much of that? You know, it's Nathaniel Hackett. The buck stops here. I get that. You know, you have a special teams coach and this and that. Our returner is a rookie. We kept our first team defense out there, I believe because they thought it might be a fake. And did Montreal Washington see Chubb and Gregory and everybody out there and 
say, I, I think I'm going to stay here. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be out there. And so was it just a rookie in his second NFL game, not knowing what to do in that situation? And if so, that comes down to coaching again. But that was just befuddling. Were they so focused on personnel that they forgot the key guy, like the yeah. one guy that needs to be out there? I mean, they have to have practiced that. We're like, we're expecting a fake first team defense stays on there. This safety or this linebacker comes out, Montreal goes in. It seems like a scenario they must have covered in a meeting and practice, whatever, right? Someone was not paying attention. It comes yeah. down to paying attention to the game situation, what's happening on the field. And if it's a coaching thing, if it's a coordinator thing, if it's a Montreal Washington thing, there is some, there was a major disconnect and, and it, it cost Denver one of their timeouts. Their, mm-hmm. Was it their last timeout? It was their last timeout, wasn't it? I believe so, but yeah, don't quote me on that. Yeah, there were those. There were the. There were the two uh, timeouts to, uh, to 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 stop delay of game, mm-hmm. and, and then there was nobody out there for the punt return. I, I read a tweet. I believe it was Zach Seegers on uh, Twitter. He said uh, the Broncos have already had four delay of game penalties over the last like six, seven, eight years. They've averaged four delay of game penalties per season, and we have that many in the first two weeks of the. Uh, season and it's insane and that's just coaching culture discipline whatever you want to call it but maybe it's not fair to lump it all in nathaniel hackett but you're the head coach the buck stops here it's on you you gotta we gotta fix your guys well and it's 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 even sloppy play i mean garrett bowles should have been credited with uh with a sack of uh of russell wilson on that one play like i mean it's just sloppy sloppy in sloppy out and you know that's how you end up with a a a 16 to to 9 game there was some good we won we did win yeah and Cortland sun was every bit the player not only that we expect him to be, but that we need to be and that he should be. And that was awesome. And uh, Pookie and Melvin Gordon ran the ball really strong. The defense was, I mean, it was just Houston, but nine points. You take that every week. There was a lot of good, but just like the first week, it was just drowned with the men- by the mental mistakes. You, you forget it, it about was it. agony to watch. It was not a fun game to watch. Yeah. I, you know, I, sp- what? I spoke to my dad who uh, who went to the game. And by the way, he is irate that the Broncos ride has been discontinued for this season. Uh, they used to always take the bus down there. And now he oh. cannot take the bus. Uh, oh. I, I don't know why. And he ended up paying like an obscene amount of money to park close to the stadium because, you know, he's a little older, but you know, sure. he's, he's fit. He, he doesn't want to have to walk from, you know, Meow Wolf or, or the aquarium or whatever. Um and so, yeah, so he's really PO'd about the, <laughs> the lack of bus service to the stadium. I'm going on Sunday. I'm coming, flying in from California to go to the game, and I'm, we're not renting a car, so I'm hoping there's some easy way to get to the game that's not paying, you know, $1,200 for an Uber. My mom and dad were at the game, and, and they, they, they said it was not a fun game. They, it wasn't a fun game. It wasn't fun on TV. I can only imagine what it was like in person. Like, I, I have never seen a game where the crowd chants the clock like when that has never happened in the history of of any football games i've ever watched like yeah. and i've watched a lot of football games broncos games uh i've watched some usfl a lot of the xfl i you know i used to go to arena football and they didn't do it in arena football so this is this is this is new territory i have a clip on my desktop my then 8 year old daughter uh, twins 
one inbounded the ball to the other last game of the year, five seconds left, sets the pick, she dribbles in, she scores, swishes the basket. It was amazing. The crowd was chanting then, five, four, three, because there were like eight-year-old girls playing basketball. To have to do that for professional football players is insane because there were eight and they were cute and adorable and trying and having so much fun. But for professional football players to need that too, unbelievable. Is that our and new thing? Is that the new incomplete chant? Is is from now on we count down the uh I hope the play clock. You know, if it happened to somebody else, like in Arizona or whatever, it'd be hilarious. But for the second week in a row, the Broncos are rightfully a joke nationally. They're the punchline, they're the whipping boys, and they deserve it. Second week in a row. And that chant, I think it was necessary. If I was there, I would have been doing it too. But how embarrassing that we felt we had to do that. That the crowd had to push the Broncos yeah. over the finish line because they were going to screw themselves out of a win. Well, and plus it's was, a, I don't want to say a clever way, but instead of just booing, it got the message across, I bet. I bet, you know, it was impossible to ignore. And oh, it's embarrassing. Message, message received. It's, it's embarrassing. The, the offensive staff and players should have been embarrassed by what they heard. And they deserve it. That they should be embarrassed that it was deserved. It wasn't just cranky fans being unreasonable. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They earned it, and that's they should be embarrassed. You know, as bad as it was, I mean, at least we weren't the Raiders. 20 right? to nothing. Oh my God. They, the Cardinals score a touchdown with no time left, then get the two point conversion, and then the fumble return in overtime. So at least we're not that. <laughs> uh, my brother in law is a big Raiders fan. And, and every year we do the, uh, you know, the knock knock joke because uh, it, it, usually it's the Raiders, uh, it, although it has been us. The, the, the knock knock. Who's there? Well, then, what, tell me the joke. Knock knock. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? The Owen 2 Las Vegas Raiders. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I send him, you know, little gifts or gifs of, uh, you know, GIFs. door knockers. And, uh, you I, know, I, we, this podcast is ending if you're a GIF man, by the way. No, I, Tim is a GIF man and oh. he's taking substantial heat over it. He also eats boneless wings and calls them wings and not chicken nuggets like a normal human being would. There, I have a lot of problems with management here at Mile High. It's. Report. It's it's very concerning. But you know what? Tim gets the plays in on time. He manages the clock. Things run on schedule. That's right. That's right. And and I don't know if you heard, we're releasing a new post-game podcast after every game. And I don't That's know if it's going to, to be me that. or if it's just going to be Mike screaming into the abyss. Uh, it could be Tim. It could be Lori Lattimore Volkman. We don't know. We don't know. But I, there will be content for The Broncos are taking on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night. And you're going to be there. What are you looking forward to most on Sunday at the stadium? I'm looking forward to cheering on Russell Wilson because it's still cool that he's our quarterback. 
And he's, I, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> I'm trying hard to be positive. No, okay. Honestly, uh, we could have the atmosphere. That part <laughs> I, you know, I'm looking forward to back being being back in Mile High. The last time I was in Mile High was, I think, the last great game Peyton Manning ever had. It was against the Cardinals. He threw like four touchdowns, a long one down there to DT, and then he got hurt the next week. And it was kind of the last great game, like vintage Peyton Manning there ever was. And so I'm really excited to be back. The atmosphere. Taking Kelly, who's never been to a, not even to a Broncos game, but to an NFL game, and we're meeting some friends there. I'm looking forward to seeing people that I've only known on Twitter at the tailgate, which is going to be a lot of fun. But the thing that's weird is the 49ers lost their starting quarterback to a season-ending injury, and I'm more worried now that we're facing the backup. They're going to be. They're going to likely be better. They are because I think Trey Lance, whom I really like, but I also hated. Josh Allen loved Josh Rosen. So what the hell do I know? I think he's got the higher ceiling. He's going to be a great player. But right now, Jimmy G is a better quarterback. And the Niners are a team built to win right now. And I think that game just got a lot harder. And all this stuff that's happened, you can get away with it against Houston. The Niners will step on your throat and make you pay for it. And Kyle Shanahan might really want to win that game since he, you know, grew up in Denver. So, uh, and yeah. And, and uh, they didn't uh, hire him when they had the opportunity. Yeah. Mm. It's, he might want to spike the ball in. Well, in, especially in since the reason we didn't hire him, it was because Vance Joseph, right? We had zeroed in on Vance Joseph. That was going to be our guy. We wanted him and we went out and got him. And so we didn't really take other candidates seriously. We tend to do that. Um, yeah. So I think what we did with Hackett, it sounds like, but and Vic, Mm-hmm. You look depressed. I, I'm not feeling confident <laughs> about this game. My, uh, I live out in NorCal, so my stepson here, he's a big Niners fan, and he's he's actually kind of sad he can't go. You know, so I have a lot of Niners fans out here, my students, all that, and they're all just already talking crap about the game. And I'm like, you know, I I love the Broncos, but yeah, you know, gun to head, if I had to pick who's going to win, I picked the Niners. I think they're a more consistent team. They're clearly a better coach team. They have a quarterback and skill players who are comfortable and experienced in their system. So we still have the growing pains. And I think, you know, like we saw a running game and Cortland, we're going to be fine, especially if Judy's back. I think we're going to be fine. Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's in two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. You know, we talked about this game last week, Houston being a must-win game. I don't know if you want to say that San Francisco is a must-win game, but we will learn more about this team versus the Niners than we did in the first two games because they've had two games to get ready now. It's their first series test. Which team shows up? Do they have fight? Do they have discipline? Do they have a coach who understands? Well, you know, who has now seen at least two NFL games in person, so maybe it'll rub off on them. So I think this game is a... I don't want to say a statement game, but it's in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's a, it, you gotta you gotta prove that you belong at the table. Like you know, people were ready to uh, award the Super Bowl to us, but they were also counting us down as like you know one of the worst teams in the league. Like I I, I, I don't want to see. Over. All right, so let's let's you uh, always let's... you always make me do this. I'm gonna make you do this first. You go first. Give me the final score because, <sighs> like honestly, like I see it twenty four nine San Francisco. Like I. I, I, we have not seen the explosion of points, the the promised offense that 
uh, I have hoped for. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen against the 49ers. If it doesn't happen, we've bantered around about how these games are all must win. But the fact remains that they've all been must win since week one and we barely won one. And Mm -hmm. after this week, if we don't win, then we can stop with that because I don't think it really matters because if we can't pull it together now, we're definitely not going to pull it together late in the season when everybody has lost the will to live. Yeah. You know, my score prediction is very similar. I was thinking 21 to seven. Um, and which would be a good performance by the defense. And it's just reminding me of these last six years where the defense has got to be coming off the field, looking at the offense and saying, can you guys please just do something like literally anything would be great. And I don't know. Part of me is one of the things why you, you don't know about people until you play a game, but it's like, we're wasting three first round draft picks, $260 million and Russell Wilson on Nathaniel Hackett. You know, if, I know Hackett came first, but if like that was his choice to go out there and get this veteran quarterback, getting him a veteran head coach to pair with him might've been a smart idea, but it's hindsight 50, 50 and hopefully they turn it around. But my confidence meter for this game is way low. 21 to seven, 21 to seven Niners. This is not where I anticipated the season being at this point. Like I thought we've, I thought for sure we'd beat the crap out of the Seahawks. Like there's no way in heck that the Broncos would allow the Seahawks to win. And then there's no way in heck, there's no way in heck we could lose, or it could even be close against Houston. I mean, it's Davis mills. You know, we had 30, we have 32 points on the season. If we had only, if we'd been, you know, like scored 32 points against the uh, Texans, and he told me back, you know, in August, I'd be like, that's it. We only scored 32 points. I believe in Russ. You can see the quality out there. You can see he's a better football player than anybody we've had in that position since Super Bowl 50. But I don't know. I don't want to dump on Hackett too much. <laughs> Kidding. Of course I do. <laughs> um, boo! Boo! But I, I don't know. He's, you know, maybe he's not up to the task because it's his first job. Maybe he's not up to the task because. Russell Wilson can be demanding, you know, he's got that reputation about wanting more and more. And maybe he's wanting a play in on time. Like, well, what, it, what a jerk. Yeah, well, but maybe Hackett is not prepared to work with a veteran quarterback and a relatively veteran team that's kind of built to win now. Maybe he'd be better taking his lumps with a team that's more his speed. But this is a no, team that was kind no. of built. See, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were talking about how he was the quarterback whisperer with Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, where did that go? And and he could be. Why isn't he maximizing uh, Russell Wilson? When he was the quarterbacks coach at OC, he could be Aaron Rodgers' best friend because the head coach takes the lumps and has to deal with all that. You know, he could be the confident, but now he's the head guy and he's got to deal with everybody. And it's. Could be hard. You know, all those egos in a locker room, it's going to be hard. And yeah, but all know, those maybe egos are pulling in the right in the same direction. They're like, get the play in on time, make smart choices. Yeah. Like, we're not asking for too much. Like, we're not asking him, why can't you throw for 5,000 yards with Teddy Bridgewater? We're not asking him for something unrealistic. We have lowered our standards 
and our goal is so low that we're just like, snap the ball before time runs out. That's all we want. You can't you can't watch the clock. We'll watch the clock for you. Or you know what else would be really cool is when you get on the one yard line, like go like thirty six inches towards the painted area. Fall just thirty six inches. Fall yeah. forward. Literally trip, and half the time you'll probably fall with the ball over the the goal line. It'll happen at least once. But the red zone, we haven't even talked about the red zone. My yeah. God, the red zone. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't we're keep av- going. <laughs> we're averaging more yards per drive than anybody in the NFL, I believe. I thought I read that. But yet, that last yard is impossible to get, evidently. Let's wrap this crap up. So I no, I, let's let's be sour and disappointing. <laughs> As uh, Mike yes, said, that's... that concludes yet another week of Something Something Broncos. Follow Mike on Twitter, Mike. Yes. <clears throat> follow Mike on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said right there, Mike, what's your Twitter? I'm like, where's the what's your Twitter? Like, oh, how long it, of a pause it, you This is a rough guideline. There. Okay. It was it threw me out. That's all I'm saying. Mike, I no, see, Mike, I'm, I left myself scripted. Stop. Mike. Let's go on with no. <laughs> Mike, what's your Twitter? It's at Mike DeSico, but my God, it's just gonna be sadness and complaining. So my Twitter for for those for those that really want to go into the depths of despair is at Jezru. But if you really, really, really want to commiserate with someone who's miserable, you can follow me over at Mile High Report on game days because there's all sorts of childish banter uh, during games. And, you know, last week I said that uh, my public descent into depression and apathy were a byproduct of losing. Not so. I found out just this last Sunday uh, that there is just as much to be disappointed by uh, when we somehow win. Really, it's something not to be missed. You were on your game this week, so you definitely follow at Mile High Report on Sundays. It's it's worth your time. I <sighs> go Broncos. I, yeah, I guess. Like anytime they want to start going, go. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll I'll. I'll I want to cheer for you so badly and scream so loudly. We are out of market fans. Give us something. Like think about those Irish guys on Dublin to Denver. Staying up like I got up at 5 a.m. for this crap. You guys, you're going to squander it. Like we've got, we've got the Irish on our side. We need to not screw this up. You're, You're messing it up with the Irish. All right. Go Broncos. Let's ride. Whatever.